You're listening to Business Insights by BPM, a podcast series in which top-of-mind business imperatives are discussed with the brightest minds in the profession, offering world-class solutions. Each episode will bring you conversations with world-class industry leaders from financial services to technology. Subscribe and listen to each episode of Business Insights wherever you get your podcasts. This episode is brought to you by BPM LLP. Our mission is to combine deep knowledge and industry expertise to drive growth for our clients. You can learn more at bpm.com forward slash resources forward slash podcast. Hi, my name is Lauren Bradner. I'm the director of IT compliance operations with our IT security advisory group. I'm here with Sarah Lynn, partner of the IT security advisory group. Hello. Hi, everyone. Today, we're going to be talking about some top of mind things to consider in your IT security agenda. So it's an article that you wrote. So the first thing is talking about ensuring that stakeholders are flexible and are changing their approach. So I'm just wondering, how do you go about moving that approach away from budget and over to true strategy with what's best for the organization in a world that's driven by dollars? Well, that's a good question because I do think that people are driven by dollars. And the same way that you and your home have a budget and you're driven by dollars, every time something happens at your home or a time to evaluate it, like the batteries are out on the alarm system or the smoke detectors, that you evaluate if you're spending your money right. And I think stakeholders have to evaluate if they're spending their money right based on what is happening at the time. And if that means a monthly stakeholder meeting to talk about compliance and security, they should be doing it. I really do believe it. And how do you get that message across maybe for those decision makers who have not seen what happens when you don't pay attention to your security posture? These so-called we've never had a breach people. Well, they probably don't like it much, but I usually say (laughs) that you know of because everyone has probably had a breach and it just depends on the level of that breach and those that have the ones that cost them money or cost them time or cost them something that happens in the media or for God's sake, puts them out of business. They're way too late. That's a conversation I like to have without trying to scare them to death. I'm like, listen, you got to think about this. Things have happened. You're lucky. You know, let's try to get ahead. Don't press your luck. Right. (laughs) On the flip side, when you do come into the organizations that they actually have the budget, they have the money, and the mindset is kind of throwing that money at very powerful tools and very powerful applications that they feel like is just going to be the fix to everything. How do you reinforce the message that you have to have foundational knowledge and that a tool isn't going to fix that? Well, It used to be even worse than that. People would throw money at cybersecurity insurance. (laughs) And then they would say, I'm insured. I'm not doing anything. And I actually do know some customers in the past who said, I have cyber insurance. I'm not doing anything until that's not an answer anymore. Fiduciary responsibility is always there. And then the second thing is all the tools in the world. Think about your home shed. All the tools in the world will not get the work done. There has to be people that know how to use it, called subject matter experts, whether they're on your team or our team, or a professional services organization or an application comes with professional services. You have to have people who know how to use the tools. 
you can have all the fancy tools in the world. I can't build anything. <laughs> right. It's because I have a shed full of tools. Well, I think I can build things, but... You know. No, I cannot. I don't even pretend. So before an organization even starts to look at those items, the first thing is to know what they're dealing with and assess their environment. So you talk about inside-in testing and outside-in testing. Mm-hmm. Can you talk just a little bit about what the difference is yep. and how often companies should even think to do those things? I mean, it's security compliances. You have to do it annually. Best security practices. You probably should be doing it more often than that. As much as you can afford. And that's why a lot of people build their own team inside that has some independence that they continually do testing. Outside in is a well-known penetration test type. You don't give us much information. We try to break in. We try to hack in. We try to see how far we can go in the network, with your permission, of course. And then inside in is I'm inside and I want to see if Lauren can get to this database she's not supposed to get to. So I assume Lauren's credentials and I go and try to figure out where Lauren can go. That is an important task considering that more than 80% of your breaches come from internal. Now, I'm not saying that Lauren is a bad person. What I'm saying is that there are people that do things unknowingly. We used to call that fat fingering. Um, (laughs) Or they do things carelessly. Or they try to do things. All three of those things are going on at the same time. So it's important to try to see what traditional hacker could do. And it's important to make sure that you have properly segregated the network so that that inside person that doesn't have any business into that database or that financial system can get there. So after you've had those tests done and you have a clear picture of what your landscape looks like, and you've got this wish list of things that you want to address, Maybe there's items that are good enough to get by, but you just want to improve them. And maybe there's items that you absolutely have to take care of right now. But when you are business leaders and stakeholders, maybe not directly related to IT or InfoSec, how do you decide what to tackle first? What do you look to to decide what to tackle first? I'm in a unique position, and so are you, Lauren, where we recommend. Where we know what to tackle first. We look at it, analyze it, help the client prioritize it, but that also changes. When those stakeholders look at what is actually happening, you might come back to the table and say, Sarah, you said priority number five, but look what's happening. And we say, okay, switch it. Priority one. Don't forget number five now, but prioritization is important. Analysis is important. And analysis outside your own head. And this is why the stakeholders need to get together. And it's good to have your own firm of some sort that's got a kind of outside view that helps you remind you, what about this? What about that? It's like going to the doctor, you know, (laughs) whether to self-medicate or not. It's that kind of thing. Right. It has to be flexible. Whatever the outcome is, it has to be allowed to change based on new information. It goes back to what you said at the very beginning, which is they have to get together regularly and talk and analyze and assess and strategize based on new information, not just kind of a one and done. So that's why I recommend, like you said, you do it more than once. I'm starting to think there is no such thing as one and done. I don't think so. I'm going to add it my, to my list of things that aren't right and fair and 100%. And not one and done. And want no warranty, no guaranteed, no one and done. Well, 
thank you very much. That's what I had and and appreciate your time. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Business Insights by BPM. You'll find links to any resources mentioned in today's show notes. And if you'd like to learn more, visit bpm.com forward slash resources forward slash podcast. Thank you for listening. Be sure to subscribe for updates on future episodes. This episode is brought to you by BPM LLP. Our mission is to combine deep knowledge and industry expertise to drive growth for our clients. You can learn more at bpm.com forward slash resources forward slash podcast.